This is a podcast about all things St. Pete, hosted by the one and only St. Pete is Super Cool. As always, this is Sudabe, and today I'm with Baklava, one of our local drag queens of the St. Pete area. How are you? Hi, honey. How you doing? It's so good to be here. Thank you for coming on. I've been wanting to talk to like the a lot of the drag queens that we have in the area for a long time, so it was it was nice to get one of you guys on here. I know you're very busy. Well, it's so good to be taking your drag queen virginity on the podcast. <laughs> Thank uh, you. I'll show you anything you want to know. Ooh. So I guess let's start with like, how did you get into drag? Um, well, apart from actually putting on the garments, uh, I found that. Uh, during a recent within most of our lifetimes election cycle I was kind of a little concerned with where things might be going and even though my personal expression and what I do with my drag on the day-to-day is not as political maybe apart from you know just the political act of being in drag itself Mm -hmm. but I that was really what inspired me and got me started and just wanting to kind of bring a sense of uh, it's something different to people to make them, you know, uh, realize that, you know, only some of the drag queens got love children at night and things like that. So <laughs> not all of them. I We're... love her so much. <laughs> so then I guess you haven't been doing drag for like a really long time. Um, yeah. So uh, to put a timeline on that, it would be about four years ago that I started. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, it's, you know, when you start as a drag queen, you kind of, you, it's a bit of a, a booger phase, as they call it. You know, you kind of get started, you figure out your bearings, how you express yourself, uh, you know, what your makeup looks like. But I feel like I've really been embodied as a drag queen and really able to express myself the way that I want in the last couple years, especially. Nice. And then, so, like, I guess you would you say that when, you know, someone decides, okay, like, drag is something that I really want to do and they kind of want to, like, get into the community and into the industry – would you say that's like really hard to do or would you say it's a fairly easy process? Well, I think anybody who wants to for starters should absolutely feel empowered to do it, uh, regardless of what my answer is. That's the biggest takeaway there. But in the sense of getting into drag, if you just get the right things and you kind of learn how to do it, watch a few tutorials, you know, look out for the frequently asked questions, pitfalls to avoid, you can you can get into drag. But if you're trying to make a career out of it or something that you really see as something that could be a thing that sticks with you for a while i think maybe you should invest a little bit of time into your character development what kind of person you want to be where you want to focus your energy because you know we only play demigoddesses on television you know we do run out of energy in the real world and so we have to make sure that we're we're pointing our laser beams at the right places would you, I guess, like, that's a really good point that you had, like, you know, that you guys really are only, like, these demigoddesses uh, for a certain time. Absolutely. Would you say that that energy is hard to get into if maybe things in, like, your regular day-to-day life and personal life are kind of not going the way that you need them to go? You know, it really depends. Um, one thing since COVID came up, especially that Jacob and Baklava can agree on, is the self care and the mm-hmm. energy preservation. That same same idea, pointing pointing lasers, and or maybe like machine guns pointing those. If you're like a fembot, you know I don't want to <laughs> isolate any of our viewers here who might have different pointing apparatuses. But no, I think that in general, it's what was the question I was talking about fembots and I got a little sidetracked. A little sidetracked. That's okay. Fembots um, will do that. That's their job. That's what they're there for. 
like, do you feel like it's really hard for you to enter that energy that is baklava when aspects of your personal and everyday life are maybe not going the way that you want them? Sometimes if you are having a great day and you find, you know, $300 on the ground or whatever, you know, definitely it's a bit easier to feel that fantasy and to kick in. But sometimes it'll surprise you. If you, if you have a rough day or a rough patch, my personal experiences, because as Oprah says, you can't have a bad day in the business. You know, you really can't. You have to get through it. And if that person traveled 600 miles to meet you, you better be happy and ready to see them. So I think if you have the luxury of it and you are having a rough patch, give yourself a little more time than you normally would. It might seem counterintuitive, but do it that way. Uh, that way you can kind of connect with it. You can make sure everything looks even more beautiful than mm -hmm. normal. And you can try if your you know, head isn't in the game and your mascara is a bit off or your eyeliner, I mean, you know, you can, you can reapply. You can like, you have the time to not feel the panic and then oftentimes you look even better that way so i think that that's pro tip it also goes for biological women too i might take that yeah, yeah. give yourself more like, time when you don't feel good give yourself more time yeah I have could, no one like complaining why are you taking so long like okay well do you want me in a good mood or do you want me in a bad mood and yeah. today might need a little bit more time I, I feel like christina ricci but I, I i'm going to look like linda evangelista before plastic surgery botch like that's kind of where yes I, I, that you you want to let it be your armor let your clothes that, that fake ass if you're a drag queen you know let the hair the wig like it's let it become you because why are you putting it on if it's not yeah yeah if you're just gonna stay a boy in women's clothing it's boring I love that so then i guess like how did like baklava like come to life because it's like you said like you had to develop that character mm -hmm. what was it about baklava that you were like yes this this is my my demigoddess ego mm -hmm. well i actually funny story i won't i would drag you into because we'd have to have a whole another episode for it but i do have a, a birth story that involves um sea foam from poseidon and a meteorite uh creating life that got into a seashell and washed up in the turkish Isles somewhere that's the shortened version we love it thank you thank you um but as far as actually um, getting started in drag, is that what we said? I'm sorry. Again, I've gotten well, sidetracked like... with myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, like, how did Baklava, in a sense, like, come to life where you're like, yes, this okay. is my, this is my character. Uh, absolutely. Um, so Baklava came around because I wanted her to be a reflection of, of my hopes for her as a boy, you know, kind of crafting her. Okay. And I, I think that things that are my strong suits that I bring to the drag, you know, apart from like the sense of love and self-care, uh, the drag yoga, uh, docent tours, I try to bring my brain into everything that I do. Mm -hmm. I try to bring my personality and although you can't see my beauty if you're listening to this right now, I assure you it is there and it's... You know, you, I, I try to bring forth the things that maybe I'm not seeing every drag queen do because I know what a lot of drag queens do, and that's wonderful. Some of those things I cannot do very well without injuring myself. But I like to provide the, the intellectual uh, marriage of whatever art I'm tying it onto and go from there. I like that. Have you had a sense, had, have had a favorite look that you've done so far where you're just like, oh my God, I've outdone myself? So. The look really is, you never know until you see the photo. 
Okay. And they're all so different. But you think, like, let's say the makeup looks great at home. You mm -hmm. know, the home mirrors, they live with you every day. So they're like your family. They're going to be nice to you. They're biased. I know. They're oh going, God, they're, they're lying to you. They're like your mother. They're like, sweetie, you're too thin. Like, you should wear, you know, and then, like, you do. And you go out into the real world with real mirrors who are used to Instagram photos. And, like, no. So, you know, you have to, yeah, you gotta you got to really watch. So you really don't know until you see the photo. You don't know. It can be beautiful. Um, and I could show you photos from eight minutes apart where they looked, one looks like I look like, you know, a, a beautiful little Barbie and the other I look like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. And we don't show those ones and, you know, we'll cut that out of this interview later. But yeah, it's, 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 it, it can happen. There's never any like a happy medium where you just looked okay. Is there, it's either, like you said, it's like Barbie or it's like Gollum. And if I do, I just look like a very like normal girl with a nice outfit on. You know Perfect. what I mean? But like, yeah, but like, but knowing the angles, it's important. It's important. I always, like, wonder, too, is, like, when, you know, like, I, I see you guys out there and, like, I see a drag queen. I'm like, how are they pulling off this outfit or this look? And I'm thinking to myself, I can't even walk in my converse. Mm -hmm. I'm just, like, I'm not, like, a graceful, elegant woman at all. It's all the details. The devil is in the... I feel like I'm going to be giving, like, a master class during this podcast on dragon. Perfect. General. We yeah. need it. I think yeah. just, like, women in general, just because, like, I hear a, like, I'm not the only, like, woman who thinks that. Yeah. Like, women say that a lot. They're like, how do these drag queens, like, look so amazing and poised well and i don't want to pull back the curtain on anybody but yeah if we had to do it 24 hours a day like it would be be a very different reality i guess it would be i guess you you would be like every normal. the luxury is that yeah. we can burn bright for a little bit of time and then become ariana grande and then the magic wears off cinderella style and then yeah you, you gotta... as it hits you know midnight and your pumpkin carriage has turned into a pumpkin no it's true it's um it's it, it, I have witch powers, and if you get me wet, I turn into a boy. Um, <laughs> I love that. I'm going to actually take that. I also can do the thing that, like, Jesus does. Like, if you hand me any apparatus, whether it be wine or something that requires grinding or, like, whatever you're doing, just hand it to me. If I like you, I can make it so it doesn't run out. I can, like, make one serving go for, like, five people. Perfect. So then... Uh, if anyone's we... thirsty in the room here... I can I can get that started for you. Um, they're pretty much saying that you should go party with them all the time. Right. I think It'll never it, end. I think so. So then let's talk a little bit about, like, the gigs that you have at the factory. Because you do the drag uh, docent tours, which I think is just the most amazing idea possible. And I know you have, like, your drag yoga and, like, all of these things. Like, how, how did you work to getting that gig and having all of these events? You know, a lot of it's really self- promotion i'm so glad you're asking those questions in that in that order too because a lot of these things i went around to myself you know like back in the day the chihuly when i uh, i still do tours with them but that's really where i got my start with the docent tours and i had pitched that to them i pitched the drag yoga to suka life where i had gotten started but now i've been able to go to like uh, the body electric and um, I've been able to go to other places that were cut this part out because I forget what they're called. Oh, the collective. I've been able to go to collective as well. They're really nice. We can edit that. <laughs> um, but yes, I've been able to go to places like body electric, the collective as well as Suka. I've been able to really expand. And so I really think that those are, are things that are close to my heart. And by getting people's attention with the drag, I'm able to share things that I love that I can get you excited about too. 
do you ever like worry that like possibly other drag queens in a sense like could take those ideas or is there like pretty much kind of like the unspoken rule that like you're doing this and that they're they're gonna go do their own thing kind of someplace else i always that's a great question honestly i think i think i always say i'm choosing my answer i'm taking a little snickers break here um as well before i answer it but i think that in general there is respect among drag queens because they know if you've kind of peed on a place and like you're appearing regularly for them it would be perhaps a little faux pas to you know unless it's an institution that's just booking several drag queens mm-hmm. then it's a, it's different you know what i mean but i think that personally i have tried to protect myself by doing um, more artistic venues that that allow me to share my personality with people um, because again there are there are so many lovely drag queens out there i'm very pretty but there are still ones that are prettier have nicer wigs or can uh you know fall over backwards and pound their bleep onto the pavement and you know like just they can they can do that and that's wonderful but like i want to use my drag personally for for the arts for comedy to further things that i think make the world a better place and also a place where you can still have a fun time if you're not a drinker as well too you know i'll I'll always tell people to grab a wine if they're at an art gallery or a venue or something like that but I don't. I want people to be able to have fun apart from just dinner or bar too. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny that you mentioned that because I've always like been saying like, in like St. Pete, especially downtown, like there's shopping and there's like bars and food. There's you can only do that so many times before you're kind of like, okay, well, what else can I do? Mm-hmm. And you are in a sense offering like an alternative to that. So it's like an experience to where you can enjoy it without alcohol. Well, and that's why I'm so grateful for the second Saturdays that I, I do with the factory is because every second Saturday, as the name implies, every we're able to take people around who want to spend time with me, yes, but who want to see the amazing collections that they have. It's mm-hmm. always rotating. Uh, there's so many different artists in there who rent space and are able to, to showcase their work. And, of course, the artists are on standby there, too. Mm-hmm. So it gives people walking through a chance to have that conversation about what they're goals and drives are Mm -hmm. as artists as well and it's just a it's a really intimate experience I think where you can wander if you want to or you can also hang out with me for the whole time Um, there's always like little Harry Potter secret things popping up there too so it's fun you never know what will be there that time and um, oh I should also say that I do uh, it's a rotating cast for the queens and kings who do this, but I do the figurative arts drawing there sometimes, too. Yeah, isn't that where, like, you have, like, someone who's, like, kind of a, a drawing your poses and you're doing some type of, like, comedy thing, right? Um, well, I'm just being myself, but yeah, I get to hang out, I get to do poses. I mean, it's really my dream job, just talking and standing still and posing while people look at me uh, for long periods of time. I mean, what could what more could a girl want? I mean, that's just... Really? Yeah. And I get to pretend if it's a laying down pose i can pretend to be rose from titanic a little bit too i don't take my actual breast out in case that's why some of you listening may want to buy a ticket but uh yes they stay in but um it is it is a nice fantasy to be able to lay down and kind of just just be that beautiful woman that all these gorgeous international artists and amateurs alike are are revering me over i love that it took like our entire childhood for people to like question like Rose totally could have let Jack on the board. Oh, absolutely. Like, did she really love him? I literally saw a TikTok today of two horses on, like, a, a barn door. Yeah. 
If two horses can balance their little tiny legs on and go river boating down a like you know rapids, then they're. But you know, I will say maybe they were not thinking clearly because of the stress of the moment. And you know what? That's a very valid reason. There are blackout periods in people's consciousness a little bit when something crazy happens, and you're like, I don't really remember the order that this went down. But that was my dog yesterday when she decided to run outside the front door and have me chasing her across the entire complex. Yeah. Yeah. But he could have definitely fit on the on the door as well. Yeah, she can. She'll she'll make herself fit anywhere she wants. You know, I used to live in Thailand for a while, and door is the name for it's a naughty name for the word penis, and and so I guess Rose was the only one who who got the door. She didn't want to share it with Jack. I think Jack might have liked door though in the I think he would have done anything I think he would have enjoyed anything I, yes. he's like a pretty rich lady wants me I'll do anything she wants absolutely you absolutely know. she was the first sugar mama if you think about it I mean the first one to do it well yeah well Cleopatra maybe oh yeah she takes the cake she won well actually she we don't really, know what kind of went down at the end there we really but. you know what no but if you think about it like Seriously, him like turning it against his people for like a woman, like she was she she did she I guess she did it for Helen of Troy. Or did Helen of Troy come before her? I was always more of a Marie Antoinette girl. You wanna quiz me about that? The French Resolution and her never saying let them eat cake and <laughs> it just being a bad PR crisis mainly for having a good time. Yeah. If uh, celebrities want to like understand what it like how to like really handle PR, they really should look at like some of those like ancient people that really messed it up. It's the same stories over and over again. Really, it really is. is. And I mean, I also think they should look at some drag queens too because we don't have like the funding that a lot of celebrities do too. So it's nice to to see how inventive we get when we have to you know do our own crafting and stuff and marketing and write the own press release and you know that's how you start do you feel like that's the hardest part about being like a drag queen in a sense is you really like you know like beyonce beyonce is only beyonce because beyonce has a team to help her stay beyonce when you get to a certain level you get a team and that's what we all shoot for is a nice dressing room where we can, you know, a nice team, someone to help zip us in the back, yeah. comes in and gives us a bottle of water so we don't have to walk 70 feet in heels to go get, you know, whatever. But um, I think the magic of drag really, apart from the transformation and the, the illusion of gender, is really keeping doing it, keeping the inertia up to, you know, remember why you love it and that, that you keep doing it. But also at the same time, it is a lot more doing it yourself and so that i think that those just as much as the actual transformation are the the marathon-esque element of it where you're kind of like making sure that you ration your energy and that you're 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 doing it well without exhausting yourself so you can be kate moss at the dinner party that night you know you know what i also really want to know is how in god's name because a lot of the drag queens like they do like the really elaborate costume or like you'll see a lot of them they like the ball gown kind of mm-hmm. like you know flair you know i'm seeing a lot of bodysuits now i love it bodysuits i'm down for um, the bodysuits you know with the legs if they have legs and or arms like the more you add to the bodysuit the more i like it fyi not swimsuit but continue but like how okay so we live in st pete florida how in god's name especially in pride because bride happens at like the hottest part of like florida summer how do you guys perform in the florida heat and like not die well last what who are you selling your soul to 
Well, that is a very good question. I do have a few answers depending on which part of it we're talking about. But um, I actually this year contracted COVID, so I didn't have to go out and do anything. I just thought, let's get this right now so that we don't have to do the drag gigs. No, I'm kidding. It was not intentional. Do not write me letters that are not complimentary based. But uh, no, I, I didn't have to do that this year. Um, I have in the past. I've definitely focused a lot of my things to like indoor while air conditioned activities. But it is it is a thing and you and keeping it up and keeping fresh and it, it can be a bit of maintenance if you're not sure how to pack the layers down and how to like really make sure it's not going anywhere even for the pros you know you can still have a face come down I on just, you i just like i can only imagine how good the shower feels afterwards lots of lots of baby powder to keep things in place between really? the layers or like other colored powder depending on where you're putting it but yeah powders lock it in place everything one time I had fake lashes on and I super glued them to like my forehead and I curled them up and they were very big, very, very, very big, you know, and I took it off and the super glue like literally had like, I'm going to say like a half a millimeter to a millimeter of like makeup that just like ripped off with it. And I was like, oh my God, like it was like a whole, like when people like are like digging for like soil samples and they shove that thing in the ground to mm -hmm. find out how old stuff is, that's like what was going on in my face. There's carbon dating happening on my face. What makeup brand would you say is, like, the best, like, makeup brand to use if you want your makeup to stay? And this could be just, like, dry-related and non-dry-related, because my makeup never stays. Um, I think no matter what you're doing, I mean, I use Krylon personally for my face, but I also mix it with, like, a lot of other things, depending on if I'm doing, like, contouring or concealers or stuff like that. So it's never just kind of, like, one thing. But I think especially when you're starting off having a decent amount of moisture that can kind of get in the layers while you're priming or doing whatever before the makeup even comes on. And I also think that, um, yeah, setting it with a powder and then setting it with a powder and wiping the excess off can really go like a long way to kind of give your makeup a little more resilience in the hot summer Florida months. Hmm. I'm going to try that and not try that. Right? Yeah, it's, it's there's definitely... I've been, I'm not, uh, I've definitely been hearing a lot about using, like, tints, like, that are colored, or, yeah, no, tints that are colored, the tints that uh, are paired with, like, a moisturizer or something and then powdered Ooh. on, but I don't, I'm, I, I think I need a bit more industrial strength to, to achieve my look, so I don't know if that one is for me personally, but we'll see. Would you say, like, I guess I don't really know a drag queen that does, like, a really, like, natural look, like, I don't. I don't think there can be a natural look for a drag queen. You can, I mean, I, part of the art to me personally is pushing it into expression and art and metaphor. But I think part of it is still for a lot of people and it, no shame either way, but a lot of it is the illusion or at least some illusion. And so I can understand if people want to do more natural, I think you can still put on a lot of makeup and colors that are similar mm -hmm. to your face to like blend you out or give you that um it just might be a little bit harder you know to like really make it look as natural but i like to recommend like working in browns or that sort of thing for people too who want to to make it look like they're not wearing as much or kind of give that even if you are a drag queen you know and do you think like people really like though in a sense don't want that natural like they want the the drama behind what a drag queen in a sense can be 
Well, I think in the true sense of like, you know, what I think of for drag, I think of it as having that expression and pushing boundaries and that sort of thing. But there is definitely a way and there are queens who do more natural looks and that's their character, mm-hmm. that's their aesthetic, or maybe they're like really over the top. I mean, who, who still follow that formula. Look at uh, women. Look at women who are Cardi B or things like that where, you know, they, they have... I guess is that considered a lot of makeup for biological women, Cardi B? Because I'm you too know, close to, to it. Be... I don't know. I guess. Well, I would say no because, like, like. I mean, can we really say Cardi B is, um, you know, uh, Cardi B is an experience of her own, like. But. And Nicki Minaj and all these like are these uh, women who have. I would say for today's day and age, like the like the 2020s i would say yes because the idea of like that like kind of like makeup look and the makeup that we usually see them in that like is in a sense kind of the developed norm for women i could see i mean i could see it either way really i'm just as a as a drag queen like it's hard for me to know what a normal amount of makeup i guess yeah i guess yeah because we're used to going so big on the day on the daily, but yeah, the women. I mean, if you're a drag queen, you can definitely rock a more natural look. I would just say make sure you know um, how to do it, where to put your lines. You know, trial and error. Do you think Saint Pete has a large drag community? Yeah, absolutely. I think Saint Pete, especially in Florida, have so much drag representation here, and we're so lucky to be able to have that. Because the advantage to that is that it really creates a positive, safe place where people are able to be exposed to the art and to uh, work off of each other and inspire different forms of expression in areas that are not as fortunate to have that much drag. So I, I do think it's well represented here. And there's also uh, you know, a, a darker drag aesthetic that's here, a little bit more of like the Dragula kind of energy. There's a lot of the pageant style of drag here. And then there's also the young the new wave that's doing things that are kind of a combination of everything and they're drawing from pop culture influences and I love seeing that too. So I think we are really lucky to to have that here. I think Florida, well, I shouldn't say Florida. I, I think St. Pete has a really good like LGBTQ like community and representation. Mm-hmm. Like I think, you know, St. Pete, um, I just think St. Pete's like really just welcoming of just, everyone who wants to make the community as beautiful as it can be no matter how you're trying to put that across which i think is just really nice compared to certain parts of our country absolutely and i think one of the things that no matter what's going on in the state or you know how people view about things politically or whatever the case is i think it's really nice that saint petersburg and florida as a whole are made up of people from everywhere in the Mm -hmm. country that are able to bring different ideas and cultures to the table so I will say that especially is something that I've enjoyed being in the Bay Area here for the last four years or so. Oh, wow. So you've only been here like for four years. Yeah, I was a baby drag queen and I started in California. Ooh. And I had only done drag a few times at that point, but I've been very lucky with what I was able to do there. And I just made an executive businesswoman decision and decided that down here might have a little bit more uh, juice for me to squeeze out. So I think I made the right choice. Yeah, we think you did too. Do you think it's it's easier like to be a drag queen here than in where you were in California? You know, it's it's probably yes, but not for the reasons you might think because it wasn't like 
LA that I was in. It was more rural near like Yosemite, San Francisco area. So it was a very, and everything in California takes at least 16 hours to drive to. So, you know, it's really, the exposure here was better, but I don't know how anyone in a different part of the state might have answered that, you know? Yeah, because I, I do feel like if you are in the more like rural areas of California, like you said, it would be harder. Because I, I feel like in LA, that's just like, it's, it's LA. Mm-hmm. You expect everything in LA. It's true. Yeah, you know, it really is, and uh, it, that's why we do drag is to bring the exposure forward. But at the same time, you like to not have to completely uh, chisel it out of the stone yourself. You know. Yeah. No, I feel that one hundred percent. Is there are there any drag events that you would like to see like St. Pete do more of? Where do you think we're lacking when it comes to like events centered around drag? Well, you know, I can only answer that from you know, my personal experience and what I have seen and felt. But my mission statement to answering that is kind of like before, providing opportunities that are not alcohol-based for people to have a nice time, uh, furthering the arts, doing the drag yoga, comedy, docent tours. I love that those are things that St. Petersburg has been very receptive to me doing. You know, I love working on television, and if we are able to announce it, you know, I have, I'm going to be taping with NBC. I'll find out the answer for you on that one shortly, but I'll be taping with them in the first weekend of September for their health and fitness uh, spinoff of daytime, which is called Bloom, and it's going to be season three, so I'll be coming up on that very soon, and I'll have a date for everyone on that, but be watching for me anytime after then. It should be within a week or so that it airs. I love that. So it's like a fitness thing that you're doing. Well, you know, in the drag yoga, it, it is real. It's a chance to be funny and get people who maybe would not have tried drag if there wasn't, mm-hmm. or no, wait, well, either way. But the way I meant to say it, would not have tried yoga if there's not a drag queen in the room. So it's a really nice chance to show people that yoga is, you know, this thing that has stuck around for thousands of years for a reason. There's wisdom in there that we can use to navigate our lives, to make things more... Um, just easeful as we navigate our days but there you know there's a lot of and also we can align our spines and give ourselves health that way too so there's a lot of reasons why I go to bat for yoga but it's just a little bit more fun to talk about when you can be a woman and you know have have a good time with it and just make it a big old slumber party for anyone while also helping them reach enlightenment I love that (laughs) it's a it's an enlightenment slumber party enlightenment slumber party i should really just do that the next time like yeah you can take that that might be the theme you can totally i'll give you a vip ticket perfect that's all i ask for is there like any drag queen that you would like just really love to collab with on an event if you got the chance to um a lot of them a lot of them for different reasons i've been very lucky that i was able to do a comedy um skit that i made with coco peru so that was a really big deal um, I have also, she's not a drag queen, but she might as well be. Um, Devin Green is another comedian who I've really been grateful to have been able to work with. Uh, every drag queen probably wants to work with RuPaul, so I feel obligated to say that just because she's, you know, the top of the game. Uh, Nicki Minaj, I would count as a drag queen too, or Lady Gaga. But other drag queens would be ones where I really enjoy their humor. Uh, maybe Katya would be a fun one to work with. Uh, Sasha Velour for her arts and you know, there's just so many they're all so different yeah uh, it's it, hard to just pick one it'd be a different energy I recently saw like I don't know how true this is you can't really trust anything on the internet but it was apparently like uh 
interview that Lady Gaga had and they were like saying like well how does it make you feel like when people say that like you're hiding a penis and she's like who cares mm-hmm. she's like I don't I like what does it matter whether they think that I have a penis or not my people are gonna like like me who like me and not like me who don't like me and she's like who cares was that the Andy Cohen show that she did that I'm on? not entirely That's sure because like I just saw like hers but like I just thought that her response was just like really like just really honest and very true like who cares well, yeah, and, and I think she had said at that that, you know, some people would make a big deal and make a press release about not having it. She's like, it doesn't change my music. Yeah, it doesn't change anything. Like, And for me, it's really the suspension of disbelief. You know, my job is to make you forget that I have a penis. You know, we, we're, we don't tell many people that. That's an exclusive here. You can use that for years. But, yeah, that it's, it, you know, we try to hide that and make people forget and, and express ourselves in a way that whether it's the art or the gender expression or you're just in it for the nice clothes or whatever, it, it's what kind of keeps you going, you know? I guess, yeah. Because now that I'm thinking about it, like, in a sense, like, you are, like, a man that, in a sense, like, does drag, but, like, you take on the personification of, like, a, a woman, mm-hmm. okay? But in a sense, it's, like, this thing where it's just, like, you're neither necessarily one or the other. Oh, I, I actually was just talking about this with some friends right now. But I consider myself like a cis male, which is just, you know, I'm a dude. I'm nothing crazy going on there, you know. Uh, I'm gay for all labels, intents and purposes. But gay, cis male, sure. But at the same time, if you dig a little deeper, I don't think of my brain Mm -hmm. as being male or female or my expression. So in that sense, I truly see myself as non-binary. Okay. But... The having a penis and being a six foot two white male is not the worst card that you could have won in the lottery of what it's like to experience America. And I think it works. I don't feel like I'm a woman trapped in a man's body. It's just, I mean, I can walk around like a homeless man and no one judges me for it, which definitely would not be true if I were a woman. So, you know, there's a lot of things that I, I'm perfectly fine with and it's just how I landed and I'll live my life as a male and that doesn't feel inauthentic in any way. But at the same time, my brain, I don't think, is male or female. I like that. Because it's, I guess, like, think of, like, any of us. Is, is any of our brains really, in a sense, like, the way we think and process things, male or female? Unless you've adapted the definitions that your culture holds for what it means to be male or female and chosen to enact them, or you happen to line up that way on your own. But... Most of the time, I would say it was the former of those two. Yeah, because I don't think, like, when I'm thinking, I ever, like, really, in a sense, assign my thoughts or, like, my morals or who I am as a person, like, by a gender. It's just, this is just what I believe. I think it's how, like, you can react, too, you know? And, like, not that they're, like, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of female versus male actions. I, I don't want to get canceled, you know? But <laughs> but uh, Mateo Lane has one where he, he says, like, when women are fighting, they go, you know what's funny? <laughs> so I just... <laughs> There, I'm sure there are some there are some triggers there that can help us identify how our brain functions if it's more left or right handed. <laughs> but uh, I I will take that. Although I do feel like when I'm like you know when you've really pushed me over yeah. the edge, you're about to really see a dark side of Sudabe. I'm like you know what I just find so funny. <laughs> like I like I do do that. But we all fall into cultural programming. You know I, I mentioned having lived in Thailand earlier. And I'll, I'll do it again right now because I had a teacher in Shakespeare that said gender is socially constructed, blah, blah. And I thought, yes, of course, yeah, it makes sense. 
whatever, you know. But it wasn't until I actually moved to Thailand and they had actually different genders recognized over there. Oh, wow. Yeah, like they, they have, I think, seven or something crazy like that, depending on if you're like trans, as we would call it, or like male to female, female to male, you know, like if you're, like they have, they have like this whole idea of, of gender that is beyond us and there are actually people who live in that way um men would buy presumably heterosexual men would come up to me and just buy me a drink when i'm dressed as a guy and i'd say oh i thought you like women and they'd say well i do but you're beautiful too and that you would just never hear that in america you wouldn't not commonly anyway you know but like yeah like a guy's not gonna be like well i did find those girls like interesting but they're just talking about themselves so i wanted to get to know you too like when does that ever happen like you know so but it, it was a different and I could tell that there was a different set of patterns that people fell into based on that program. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I think, too, it's, like, the idea of, like, just, like, community. And it's, like, okay to buy your bro a drink and just talk about your feelings. And I, yeah. and I think here in America, society doesn't want you to feel that way, even if that might be a desired feeling for not only females but also males. No, absolutely. And I think I will say on the other side that in terms of legislatively, I think America is a bit more protected with those things for now. Uh, you know, get grandfathered in while you can. But no, um, but I think that overall there is more legal protection here. But the, the social view in some circles can still be why I still do drag, you know? Full circle. The idea of like drag and what drag queens do on a normal basis is helping break those societal uh, pressures and just viewpoints. I think so. Ultimately, I mean, there's a way that you interact with your audience. You know, you're not going to wear S and M gear to the children's library hour. Mm-hmm. You know, on Sunday at one. You know, you want to. There's obviously that, sure, but I think overall, yes. I think we're at a place right now where there's tremendous exposure in drag and we're very lucky to be able to have that and for people to be able to um again with having you know presumably heterosexual or heterosexual publicly identifying people you know borrowing off of our art and that sort of thing i think that there's a lot of of inertia that comes from exposure so i do think that it is overall good but i do think that there's a responsibility to to be a good representative of your community too what is like one thing that you wish people would know and understand about drag? That anyone can do it. That the stigma just exists in your head. That there is a completely different side of yourself that you'll probably not ever access fully until you do it. Or you just bury it up and never have a conversation with them. It, it, it shows you different sides of yourself and strengths, weaknesses. You can. It, it really is something that anyone can do you can be a woman and do woman drag or male drag or whatever you want but i think that there's such a powerful symbolic act by picking up that makeup brush and and kind of signing that contract that you're not concerned over what people's opinion is of you that is where the power starts flowing from i love Thanks. You're so full of wisdom. I should, I should have written that down. Yeah, you really should have. It's okay. I'll send you the. When I'm not being, when I'm not being, distracted by fembots. That's true. Those damn fembots. If you ask me a lot about myself, and it's a place where I give myself a compliment, my odds of losing my train of thought go up to like eighty percent. 
have to really keep it focused. It's okay. I can, like, really go, like, there's, like, a few key topics that, like, if you just bring up, I'm going to talk about, like, for Legally all blonde. eternity. And you, oh, I love that movie. I know. Oh, like, just, it used to be, like, with my dad. Like, we would never talk about history, politics, or religion. Like, it, just, no. Like, it, there goes the conversation. It's going to be three hours of, mm -hmm. like... And my mom would always say, like, no one bring those up, please. I think people should talk more about them. They should find ways that they're able to have boundary-based communications, you know, like, just, like, freaky sex. Like, you have uh, your limits, you have your safe words, but I think people avoid that because of, you know, not wanting to offend other people or that sort of thing. But I think a well-structured conversation allows people to cross-check their own thinking on things and to um, build trust with somebody who is able to... to to give you that you know if someone sits down with you for a minute like they're 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 going into a vulnerable place and i can think can we do like a drag queen debate team yes yes we can i always want to do like by the way I'm, i've been pitching this left and right but i've always wanted to do like four women at a time like sit down with me or three women sit down and we just do like a our version of like red table talks or like <gasps> the view or something but all women opinions that would be that would be it's been on my bucket list for a long time that would be like such a good idea like that's such a good idea though i'm trying to do an incantation spell to manifest it but i used up a lot of my ingredients on the nbc thing and a lot of them are back order from taiwan so it's going to be like a few weeks before i have the materials but like i'm absolutely down to after i get my, I like, my sage ready i hate to say it like sorry jada pickett smith but we can like, do better we can we can because I just be feel like it's just, like, her and what she thinks and what she wants to, like, talk about. I don't necessarily think it's, like, what she was originally trying to do with it. It's now just turned into the Jada Pinkett Smith show. Right. Yeah, we can we can do better. Yeah. I think it could be funnier, too. Every time I see a role on television that I know I could knock out of the park, it just eats a little piece of my soul. Because, Doesn't it? Because I know I could do it better. Like, no offense to any of these actors or actresses, but I was watching The Sandman and then uh, Desire was on there. And if you don't watch it, it's no big deal, but it was a, a presumably a drag queen. And I was like, oh, I could have done that better. And then I was watching, I found this uh, the show called The Good Place recently. And uh, I just found it. I just found out it exists. It's a good. It's a good show. And I saw Janet, and I was like, "Motherfuck!" Oh, I can't say that, but like you know, but like I was like, "Oh, like I was like I I would chop off like half of any one of my fingers to get that role for three years." Like Janet. Yeah. I that could, was a good role. I could knock that out of the park because we're actually like I mean yes we're talking about like beauty and fun things too but like we're actually kind of like having like an actual conversation you know but when you really get me like wound up and the mm -hmm. sugar on me like yeah it's it can be like that well i'm totally down for the whole red table talk thing i think that would be so great you you heard it here first everyone actually i've been talking about this for years but you heard it here first for you <laughs> for these viewers you yes. heard it first but like if you if you like really get me going, like my partner will have to like literally look at me and be like, "Can we just stop talking about it because like you're now going too far and this is no longer fun." I have a solution to that: timers and cards. Where you draw like what we're talking about until the timer goes off. We might need to actually start implementing that yeah. in our everyday. <laughs> it's just yeah, it really gives you a sense of clarity. Because I think people get very very passionate, and sometimes like that passion can come off as a little intense, and that. I feel like everyone's intensity levels and their ability to take certain intensities, like, it all has different, you know, our, like, our, our doll, you know, shout out to Dawn, we miss you, but our Bugs trainer, her, her, you know, trainer, he was like... Well, you have a pet bug? Well, 
My dog's name is Bug. Oh, Bug is the dog. I thought you meant you had a pet bug and it had a trainer. I was she like, loves... this is new. I haven't heard this one before. <laughs> bug loves bugs. Um, but, you know, her, her trainer was like, you know, she has a good girl battery. And yeah. once her good girl battery is done, that's when you get this, like, crazed beast that yeah. you can't control. And it's like that with, you know, very passionate people. They have yes. batteries. And once you let that battery go, it's like, I always all the say, time. RuPaul says this too, but it's true for me as well. Like, I always say that I really am an introvert at the end of the day i'm just very good at playing an extrovert on television like you know it's not the reality and i can do it for a while but at a certain point i'm gonna need to i'm gonna need to turn into a sack of potatoes with my wonder twin powers and then reemerge several days later so like i guess what do you do when that happens to you and you just need to recharge like what are your go-to methods to help recharge that battery for you I go into a metaphorical K-hole on my phone and just stare at it for several hours. Um, I will sleep in and then just stay in bed if I've like, had a real 12-hour day and drag the next day. Um, and slowly begin the, the hurricane cleanup. The relief program comes in and you know starts their, their rescue mission, cleaning up things and finding makeup brushes that may have gotten lost. But um, yeah, uh, it's it can be like that. But I think that as you do it longer, you kind of get like a little bit of how to, sp- a sense of how to space yourself out. Mm-hmm. Or a sense of how to pace yourself out. There we go. So yeah, that battery doesn't... Yeah, and if you do have once. to take a couple hours to kind of go down for a little bit, you can, but you can be back up and running a little faster. Nice. used to be the whole next day after would knock me out, but... I feel like... I'm going to need you to write, like, a self-care book, like, right? from a drag standpoint. Well, I really, because I'm an interesting uh, queen to talk to with that, because a lot of these queens, and I applaud the business method, I really do, and I think, you know, I'm a combination of their style and work smarter, not harder, mm-hmm. you know? But I really think that a lot of these girls can really do, like, four or five gigs in a night, and they're running around and whatever, and that's amazing. They probably make bacon. The makeup takes a long time, so good for them. Like, you know what I mean? To be able to put that on and make one look touched up, five different things or whatever but yeah. like I, if i if i get to a point where i don't have it in me to be the best version of myself i don't like to bring that to the table as the product mm-hmm. so i try to shoot for things that i know are going to allow me to really deliver that the whole time yeah and or be set up for success where i, I am able to not be completely haggard afterwards that's such like an important like concept like the idea of like setting yourself up for success like with like entrepreneurs or like freelancers or like performers and creatives like if you know for a fact you're not going to be able to deliver a like an amazing product because you yourself are just like kind of like in a sense feeling like a little bit run down and tired like Mm -hmm. don't do it well if you have a gig you know i'm for you 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 were grateful for any gig that you get but if you have a gig and it's been out for four weeks. You kind of do have to do it, hence the Oprah thing. But you can also not book four gigs in a day if you know yeah. that that's going to be too much for you. Yeah. Or you can book two gigs a week, you know, or something where you're a consistent, regularly employed mm-hmm. drag queen who's relevant. But also, if you have a day job or whatever, you you have to make it all work. Yeah. And make it sustainable for the long term. Yeah. Because that's the way you, you get ahead in anything is by being consistent and moving forward, even if you do get a kick in your butt that feels like it was intended for a different part of your body you know you just you just keep doing it yeah as you can yeah i i totally agree with you because that's like one thing that i've been trying to like implement in my daily day like day-to-day life is you know it's like if if it's just reaching the end of my max it's like you know do i really need to do it or do i need to be better about spacing out like my my requirements so Mm -hmm. i can be the best version of Sudabe that I can be. I love lists for that reason. That way I can 
impartially look at and evaluate which ones need to happen, how much time they'll take. Mm-hmm. Like, I get a lot done with lists. Yeah. Oh, God, I love Or, lists. like, even, like, with a drag a counter component to that, picking out your clothes the day before. Just avoid the headaches if you can. Do yeah. what you can to be prepared. Avoid the headaches, youngins. That's the best advice as Avo- If you can avoid, you. if you if you can think of something and you say, "Huh, this might cause a problem later," maybe you can go out of your way just a little bit to make it so it's not that much yeah. uh, that experience when you're in the moment and you say, "Shit, I wish I wish I got my lashes out and made sure that they didn't have holes in them before I had to put them on." Yep. Thank you so much for sitting down and sharing some of your wisdom with us. I feel like I'm going to take a little bit of it into my day-to-day life. I'm going to get, I think I need to get a healthcare brand going. That's something where you do the spiritual, you can do the yoga, you can talk about the beauty and also like sleep and like, I love sleeping eating. So those are all, you know, a little bit of everything. We're Perfect. Gonna, we're going to make it happen. Do it. I'll sponsor I highly you. recommend if I, if it. If it takes, whichever one takes off of us first sponsors the other one. I got it. 100%. Pinky promise. Absolutely. Um, I'm stamping this one as a case close for today, but thank you so much for having me on. This has been lovely and I have enjoyed uh, getting to know you through this intimate podcast right now and uh, it's making a girl feel special. Well, thank you. I'm so happy that we were actually able to finally talk to you. We did it. Woo! Thanks for listening, St. Pete. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can catch all the fun conversations we will have with our local artists and business owners. For some fun behind the scenes, follow us on Instagram at Good Morning St. Pete. We hope you all have a sunny day and remember to always stay super cool.